this was I, I need to give you some background ek wil vir julle so'n bietjie achtergrond skets wat die afgelope twee oh actually die hele week gebeur het ek het voorbereid en ek het een woord in my hart gehad vir julle week and I was very sure that this is what the Lord wanted to come and speak about it was about love loving one another living a life of sacrificial love towards one another as I really felt that it was something that in certain areas was lacking sometimes amongst us that we were doing things because we have to instead of out of love we were doing things sometimes out of places of um, for, for my part so, so this, this week I was busy with the word and you will not believe it God did the most terrible thing to, to old Willem if you know me you will know that he did the most terrible thing to me last night as I was just going over the preach again and I already gave Carla the scriptures and everything was prepped and I actually had some faith for it even had some confirmation for it during our time with Andrew earlier this week and last night at 10 o'clock I just lost total faith in it and there was just no life in it last night and I started to panic I messaged my mom I said listen I don't know what's going on is it is it the unfall what's going on here and I realized this morning I, I, I said to her listen I'm going to go to bed I can't worry about this now there's nothing I can do about it I'm just going to trust that the Lord is going to do something amongst us this morning and so this morning at 5.30 I woke up and I started writing this <laughs> And I've got no clue where this is going to take us, to be quite honest with you, because I got halfway or three quarters of the way, and then it was seven o'clock, uh, 7.30, and I had to pack up because I needed to get old work here and open up. So I've got no clue, but if I look at the worship, I kind of see where, where the Holy Spirit is living with us. So, and it's about, in its essence, it's about new path. It's about the Holy Spirit sometimes taking us into new things. And if that doesn't come from a very good foundational place in our hearts, if it doesn't come from a place not of us, but out of the Holy Spirit, we're going to struggle. And it's going to put a burden on us that we are not able to carry. So we're going to kick off this morning by a question. I want to ask, who of you were alive? I'm not too sure. Maybe you're Anthony. I'm not too sure. You can help me out on that. Who of you were with Moses when they traveled through the desert? Was there any of you that was there? Niemand van ons wat samen met ons was een lang terug geweest. En ek besef, ek besef, baie van ons achtergrond, baie van die dinge wat ons deermak en leid, as jy een koud krink en ons nou die deur toemak, het was net met die kinderkies wat gaan en uit het, het ons om koop gelos het, anders was het koop punt toe en koop, as jy een koud krink en jy om toemak, hoor, sorry, onderbreek ek myself. Ons het baie dinge wat ons vanuit leef as kinders van die Heere, ons het baie dinge as believers wat ons uitleef, dinge wat ons weet wat is die reg en die verkeer. En dit kom 
baie van dit kom, daar is, is soos, kom van uit, uit Mooses hulle sy tyd uit, toe, toe Jesus, ach, toe Jesus, toe God vir hom die wet gegeet, en daar was, daar was, Mooses het, het moos met die Israelite uitgetrek, en hulle wat in die, in die, in die woestijn getrek, en toe het God gekom, en hy het vir hulle die 10 commandments gegeen, wat hy moos op die kliptablette vir hom uitgesit het, en dit was Godse hart, en Godse, sy, sy command, sy, sy, wat hy vir hulle op hulle koharte, of wat hy vir hulle omgeet, om te sê, hou daarby, as julle daarby hou, dan sal julle daardier gered word, en basis wat gebeur, en, en what happened is after that, even in Deuteronomium, and all that, they, they added some laws, and they added some commandments, you should not eat of this, and you should not do this, and you should do this, and you should not do this, and they ended up, and I read about it, they ended up with 613 different laws, 613 different laws that they had to keep and back in those days if you didn't keep the law and if you sinned outside of the law then you had to sacrifice and you couldn't keep the law there was death at the end of that for you you will not be saved if you didn't keep the law and if you didn't sacrifice the right sacrifices at the right time so there was this very strict way of doing things back in the day in those times and what happened is, is in Jewish culture, the minute that a Jewish kid was born, he was raised in that culture, he was raised in that law, and they had synagogues, and they had rabbis, and they had a whole structure put in place to make sure that the new kids, the next generation, is in a position to keep those laws. And that was, the law was there, I just want to make sure about this, yeah, they say that the Israelites, the Jews, was approximately 1,600 years under that law before Jesus came. So from the time of Moses until the time of Jesus, they say it's approximately 1,600 years. Now that's a very, very long time for something to settle in a culture. That's a very long time for something to take hold of a culture, the law. The commandments. And if you don't stick to it, you're in trouble. That's how we And there's a part of the law that was negative in a sense, and, and we'll look at that later. Because the Israelites, as you and I know, in themselves were unable to keep to the law. They just didn't have it in them. They, they, out of their own strength and out of their own capabilities and with their human nature, they were never able, hulle was nooit in a plek gewees om te kan hou daarby nie. So daarom was het, in Israel in die tijd, was het nie een baie goeie ding gewees as jy een skaapie of een lammiekie was nie, want die kans dat jy geoffer moes geword het as een volg van een andermanse sondes was baie groot gewees. So jy, dis, dis kom wat ek ook gesê het, Dis, wat, jy is nou ook so gelukkig soos een vark in Palestina, met ander woorde, want dis die ene wat hulle nie mag geoffer het, is varke. So hy was alreid geweest, maar een lammiekie papa, of een jong, jong bokkie, of iets, jong, jou daar was getel geweest, want dit was net een kwestie van tyd, voordat hy ou nonsens aangejaag het, nie by een van hy 613 wette kon gehou het nie, en hy moes een lammiekie gesterf het, om op te maak vir die sondes. So daar is een negatieve connectatie tot een groot mate toe, denk ek vir ons, en dit is waar ons nou inkom. Daie ouwens het geleef met dit. 
En baie keer vir ons, nou lees ons hierdie goeders in die Bijbel en ons lees oor die Ten Commandments, maar ons het het nie geleef nie. Ons was nie daar nie, nie een van ons was daar in Moosese tyd gewees nie. So ons lees dit en ons, en ons bring dit tot een groot mate toe en baie van ons kultiere in, maar daar is een hart betekker wat achter dit sit, wat daai tyd gebeur het, wat ons misloop, wat ons nie sien nie, en nou gebruik ons en ons wat aspekte van dit, en ons wil dit toepas, maar ons sit nie met die hart achter dit nie, ons sit nie met Godse plan en sy purposes achter dit nie, en dit was vir so goed gewees, toe ek in Galaties lees, wat Godse purpose en sy plan eindelijk was met die wet, met die geboeie, met die 613 wette, Dit was nooit gewees om iets oor Israel te bring wat hulle nie kon doen nie. Dit was nooit gewees om, om hulle te straf nie. Of om eindelijk maar half net te sê, sien julle, julle kon niks maak en daarom gaan allemaal van julle in die verderving gelei word nie. Die Bijbel sê vir ons in Galaties 3 vers 24, ek lees om in die Engels, So the law was our guardian. And that's actually a good thing. Jy sê, jy nie kies al daai oor is, ah, gaat hy dood alweer. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, you are no longer under a guardian. And a guardian, for those of you that know, is like a temporary caregiver. It's just a tijdelijke caregiver. Hij is een interim daar. Hij is onderstel om voor een tijdperk. Totdat jou eventuele caretaker sal kom dan is hulle so, dit is betekker wat ons sien is met, met kinders wat in, in weeshuis is, dit is nie sy pa en sy ma nie, dit is nie sy finale authority nie, maar dit is in die tussentijd, dan waak hy oor jou, en hy kyk na jou, en hy, hy pas jou op, en hy maak seker dat jy gevoed word, en hy maak seker dat jy groei, so Godse gedachte met die law vir dat dit een tydelike guardian sou gewees het, iets wat vir Israel sou kon leer het van Godse hart, van Godse manier van dink, van God's ways, totdat die tyd toe tot Jesus sou gekom het. Want tot voor die tyd sou ons nooit kon hou by dit wat hy vir ons gesê het, omdat ons nie die heilige geest in ons gehad het nie. So it was never the ultimate plan of God, but it was a temporary plan of God. It was a temporary place of God that God put in place for man to be in a position to know God's heart. God's plans. And now I'm going to go off my notes a little bit. And what happens is, is that law, that, that commandments becomes a very, very solid, we talked about pathways in our brain the other day, three weeks ago, you remember that? And now you let us gepraat het oor renewal of the mind, and die paaikies wat gemaakt is vol van dopamine. Nou imagine vir 1600 jaar lang, het jy een sekere voetpaaikie, een manier van dink, jy het een ruglijn, jy het een pad wat voor jou uitgesit is, vir 1600 jaar, is hier die enigste ding wat jy ken, dis jou guardian, dis jou veilige plek, dis daar wat jy veilig voel, want dit is die ding wat jy, jy weet, as ek by hierdie pad hou, dan sal ek gered word, as ek by hierdie pad hou, dan sal ek nie onder condemnation kom nie. Vir 1600 jaar, as een jong jood, gloe jy dit met alles wat in jou is, en het word in jou kultuur so vastgevang. En dan skielik na 1600 jaar, kom daar een man met die naam van Jesus. En hy sê vir jou, luister jy so, is een nieuwe pad. 
is een nieuwe weg. Ik breng voor jullie een nieuwe wijn. Ik breng voor jullie een nieuwe pad. Amper is Bridget een liedje wat we vanmorgen zingen. En het jullie gevoel dat is dit combinatierlijk aanvankelijk nie. Jy, jy ken nie die ritme nie, jy ken nie die woorde nie, en dan sikkel jy om met dit te vloei. En wat gebeur is dan, is dan kom ons as die kerk, en ons kom sê vir jou luister nie, so Josh Jen, there's a new way that we're gonna lead you into. Jy kom miskien uit de achtergrond uit wat so gelijk het, jy kom miskien uit de opbringing wat so gelijk het, Jy kom miskien uit die, uit die tydperk in jou leven wat jou oupas en jou oumas was groot gemaakt op een sekere manier en om een sekere manier te dink. En nou kom ons met Justin, of ons kom met die Bijbel, en ons kom sê vir jou, there's a new way that we feel that we want you guys to do. En nou preek ons uit Acts 2, 42. And we say that they devoted themselves. And maybe you were in a position your entire life, where you had the assistance, you had the guardianship of a pastor, of a dominee, that helped you to be devoted. Jy had ouders gehad, wat vir jou persoonlijk elke ochtend gesê, jy sê, ons gaan kerk toe work, ons gaan kerk toe vanmorgen. And suddenly, you are put in a position where I'm preaching to you and saying, listen, the Bible says you need to be devoted. And suddenly, it's a part that's not easy for you because you were raised thinking and knowing and feeling safe in a place where you had someone else so telling you, come to church. And on Priyakons were fellowship. And we say to each other, listen, we need to lead, lead authentic Christian lives. New path for most of us, some of us. Ons gaan fellowship hee, ons gaan moet by mekaar, nou preek Andrew dit op die orientation DVD, die van julle wat die orientation al gedoen het, dan praat hy van die stories waar hulle voorjare, en vroere jare van Justin, het hulle mekaar sy huise permanent geblei, en hulle was oor en weer by mekaar gekeier, en het was net een groot fellowship gewees, en hoe hulle by mekaar sy levens ingesprek het, en dan kom praat ons van accountability, en ons kom sê vir jou, luister hier so Niels, I'm going to be up in your nose, nostrils the whole time, and I'm going to be the person that looks into your life the whole time, and I'm going to say, listen, look, there's something that I see in you that I know is not of God, let's sort this thing out. And it's, it comes from scripture, and it feels right, but it's a new path to a lot of us. And I realized this week, I realized this week, that if these things that we preach about in Josh Jen, if these things that we preach about and that we say to you guys, listen, this is something new that's coming, if we are not preaching it from a healthy place, if we are not making it land in a healthy place in you, if there's something in you that will grasp and connect it to your old ways, it will actually be a burden on you. It will actually be something that judge you. Romans 2 says the following. Listen to this scripture. It says, All who sins apart from the law will also perish apart from the law. And all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. You see, if anything that we preach, anything that we live, anything that we bring to you, if we if we allow you to live that out, 
from yourself. I will be putting you back under the yoke of the law. Because I will be telling you, you should do that. And if you don't do that, you will not be following the teachings of the Bible. And basically, I will put in, be putting you back under the law again. And so it's so important for us to come to a place where we are looking at the Lord and say, Jesus, this new wine, this new past that we are looking at, that we are talking about each week, that it comes from a place of living out of Jesus, out of the power of the Holy Spirit, and that it is a change that is on the inside and not a change that comes from the outside. Because if it is a change that comes from the outside, then we can look very good at times. We can look as if we've got this thing covered. But it will be something from the outside and not from the inside. And basically, what the Bible says, I will be putting you guys back under the law. And the law brings death. You see, a lot of us have been raised into religion, Godsdienst. En as een gedeelte van my vanmorgen, en, en, wat ook wakker geword het, wat, wat wakker geword het, en, en ek het besef, een groot gedeelte van hierdie, hierdie aanval wat ek beleef het, hierdie, ek het, I was totally blank last night, I, it was a spiritual thing last night, I couldn't think, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't really think through what God wanted to do, I couldn't really get my thoughts into order, it was almost like there was a blur up in here, and I realized that there was a spiritual battle on, because one of our biggest spiritual battles in Krabo, in this town, is the spirit of religion. It's the spirit of Godsdienst. And I heard it so many times as I speak to people, that even a lot of us have been baptized, a lot of us have given our lives to God, but it was a form of religion, it was a form of Godsdienst that brought us to that place. It was never a case that Jesus was the one that was standing in front of you. Jesus was the one that looked you in the eye and said, follow me. But instead it was perhaps your father or your mother. It was perhaps a, a teacher at school that came to you and said, listen, I want you guys to, to follow this. You see this, this ten laws. You see this Jesus that I want you to follow this. And you ended up following something instead of someone and this morning i really felt that the lord wanted us to talk about getting free from serving him from a place of religion of godsdienst and coming to a place of following him because religion godsdienst wants to take us back to the familiar paths it wants to take us back to our comfort zones you know that the, 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 the second song, As the Deer. Yeah, man, you guys flowed in that one, just like that. Because it was the old past, it was what we knew. It was the, the, the place that, that, that we were comfortable in, that we, that, yeah, and that's very much like religion works. It wants to continually take you place, to take you back to a place where you are comfortable and where you feel at home, where you know the words, where you know the rhythms. But Jesus often does the opposite. 
Jesus often wants to take us to an unfamiliar place, to a new path. Because he constantly wants to do something new in all of us. And religion is just this, and it was so interesting to me, looking, and, and, I'm, and I'm not just talking to you guys in front of me. I, I, I love it often when we talk about these subjects. I feel it very often for the Owens, you know, you know, but I want to also tell you this morning we're not just preaching to you guys. This morning we as a group of believers are preaching this into the spirit realm, into Chrobo. And so maybe I'm not talking to you this morning, but we as a collective are talking to Chrobo this morning. So as I'm talking about this, and this, uh, my, my hope is that something on your inside, something in your spirit will stand up with me this morning. And not feel condemnation as I'm talking about this. But will actually feel something rise in your spirit to say, Lord, I want to also in my spirit rise up against any spirit, any evil spirit in this town, in the people that I love and in the community that I love, that wants to separate you from the life of Christ. So I can proclaim you with yellow for more, but I can for you word of God for more to say, so that us here can rise up, and so that us samen grabau, samen as community can rise up against the spirit of religion of God's things, what means of a wegvat van die lewe van Christus, en hulle wil indompel in een systeem, in een dode rivier. Religion is a particular system of faith and worship. And I love the fact that it, it puts it down to a system. En ek het groot geword aanvankelijk, en ek gaan nie sê waar nie, maar ek het groot geword in een kerk, wat om so systematisch, it's very systematic. Everything has its place, everything has its time, everything has its, its order. And it was so much order in it, that there was never any life of Christ in it. You didn't see the gifts flowing, you didn't see any healing taking place, you didn't see any restoration taking place, because it was a system. And so often, even with us in Joshua, the enemy wants to take us back to the system and take us away from the life of Christ. It wants to take us back to the places where it's comfortable. And so often, when it's a, like a full church and everybody's here, and we sing all the songs that we know, and everything is just flowing so easily, it can be so easy in those times that we think we have the life of Christ, but actually we're just back in the place of a comfortable system. And so I want to ask all of you that sitting here this morning as the Holy Spirit is working in your heart and showing you the areas of system in your own hearts. I want to ask you if we're ever in a place in this four walls where we find ourselves back in our comfort zones, back in a place of where we are actually just going through the motions, where we are just going through the songs, we are just listening to the preacher, we greet each other by the door and then we go home again and there's no life in it. Then you must make alarms and you must say, listen, something is not right here. Because we cannot give to others what we do not have. And I believe with all my heart, 
that God has placed Joshua in Krubo as a safety net to many people that's stuck in religion and things that has been living a life of Christianity without the life of Jesus, where there's no freedom found in Christ, where there is no uh, uh, life and, 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 and um, what's the word about the soup? There's no freedom there. They're bound. There's no transformation. There's no healing. And sometimes there's no joy, you know. Yeah, there's no joy. It's just that sometimes you, you, you're going through the motions. And I believe God has placed Joshua. If you ask, what is Joshua's place in, in, in Krabo? I used to think it was family and creating a family vibe in Krabo. And, and suddenly I was looking at some of the other churches and I believe there's a lot of churches that does family well in Krabo. So I, do, I believe that there's something of us, something that's going to make us different, that we're going to be so looking at the life of Christ and that we will never be comfortable in the old ways. And that's my heart. I'm trying to see where I'm Love. I wanted to speak about love this morning. And I realized I've seen amongst us sometimes that love that Josh Jen and me and what have been preached being put on you guys. And now for you ons moet kyk. Ons moet mense in ons huis inbring. Want dis wat verwacht word van my. Ek moet ander mense lief hee. And if I look at the scriptures, and we're going to look at two scriptures now that talks about love, it almost paints a picture that is beyond us. I realize that, that sometimes what we are preaching, sometimes what we are expecting of each one of us is not something that we can do out of our own. And yet we preach it. And yet we expect it of you guys. And so often we are so eager and we are so zealous for you to walk in something that we are willing to settle for something that looks like it instead of the real deal. And I must confess that even in myself, there has been times in this church that I've settled for the fake just to have it there. I've settled for people that invited other people to their homes and have meals with people just to have it there. And then it felt to me that, no, we're sticking to the game plan. We're sticking to what, what is expected of us. And I realized that I'm just putting you on another form of religion. Instead of inviting you to taste the life of Christ. And it's the same with worship. It's so easy as worship leaders this morning to come and face it and bridge it here this morning and say, listen, this song isn't working. Move to the next song. Maybe they will know the next song. Because then you will have a form of godliness, as the Bible says. But we may end up losing and lacking in the power of that. 
And this preach is talking to me more than you guys now. I, I realized it. I, I realized how in my own heart I was almost willing to settle for less than the authentic thing. For the for the life part of that. We're gonna do two scriptures, Mark 12. Let's just look at love for a second. As an example. I was going to preach about love. I'm thinking of it. I'm laughing at myself as well. I was going to preach about love. And I was going to tell you guys to stick all of that stuff. To stick to all of those things. And I was going to put it on you guys. Instead of going through Jesus. Through the door of Jesus. And there's a difference. There's a subtle difference in how we come to these scriptures. And how we come to you guys and say, listen... It's time for a new wineskin. Because this is new wine for a lot of us. And if we don't first go to the new wineskin, if we don't first come to the Lord and empty ourselves of what has been, and we allow ourselves to come into the new, God can pour out the, the new stuff into us. So let's look at the new stuff that God wants to do to us. He says, the most important, uh, the, 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 the this, uh, Pharisees of Jesus, what is the new commandments. It's so interesting that we go back to the commandments to the law actually. That Jesus is referring to the law. It says there, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second to this is love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandments than these. Now I'm asking you guys, do we have the ability to love our God with all of our heart in ourselves? No. We don't. Can I expect it of you to love Jesus with all of your heart? Can I expect of you to love Him with all of your soul and with all of your strength? I, I was looking again this morning and I can feel, I'm honest with you guys, I can feel how the spirit of religion often wants to come up in me. When I look at sometimes in this, the worship this morning, some of us were standing with our hands behind our, 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 our backs. Some of us were, and, I, and there was a part of me that would almost wanted to come and skit you and say, with all of your strength, man, you need to, you need to glorify with all of your strength, the Bible said. Can't you remember what Andrew taught in the orientation DVDs? Can't you remember when Andrew said, Andrew said, they would opspring and offspring and you would hand a clap and you would hand and look and yet you are standing with your hands behind your back. And I can feel this thing sometimes come up in me that wants to impose on you the law. And I'm realizing all the more that if it doesn't come from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit, if it's not a well that rises up within you in a new wineskin, that I will take you further away from the life of God than actually take you closer to the life of God, of Jesus. The second one, John 15 verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. And in verse 17 it says, this I command you, love each other. Jesus commands 
love each other. Jesus' command to you, love each other as I have loved you. So Jesus is not scared of giving us commands at points, at times. Jesus is not, not scared of, of putting out a standard to put something in front of us, a mirror in front of us and saying, raising the standard and saying, listen, I want you to be perfect just as I am perfect. I want you to be holy just as I am holy. I want you to love each other just as I have loved you. And Jesus loved us in a way that, we'd sacrifice, that He sacrificed His life for us. And I'm honest when I say, I don't know yet if I, can, if I will sacrifice my life for one of you guys. I don't know that. Maybe for the only one of my kids. But I don't know about you guys. So why is Jesus expecting something of me? Why is Jesus asking something of me? Why is He putting a command in front of me that in myself I am not able to carry out? Because Jesus wants us to put on a new wineskin, to become a new creation. And with that new creation, He promises that He will pour into us something new that is not of ourselves, that didn't come from your opa and your oma and religious backgrounds, that didn't come from something that someone imposed on you, but is birthed through His Spirit in you. And suddenly you will be standing in this church and within you there will be something of a hunger, something of an urge to worship Him in a different way that you've never experienced before. And instead of me being the one that urges you, instead of me being the one that wants to get you there, it will be something that just comes from the inside and suddenly you find yourself a new wineskin with new wine in you doing things that is out of your normal, that is out of your cartwheel. But it has to start with a place of submitting to that. It has to start with a place of you submitting to Jesus and a new way of doing things. Yeah. I don't have anything. That's where the book came from. And I'm asking the Lord now, what might share? I can see she wants to share something. Come. Uh, this, is, this is now where, where I felt that the Lord took me this far and, and I, was exp- I was hoping he will, he will use someone to come and take it a bit further. So I'm going to give it to my mom. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Vanmorgen um, staan ek daar en toe um, Bridget begin sing sien ek een prentjie, maar ek verstaan niks van die prentjie nie, maar ek sien soos een party wat een pa hou nou sien ek, want ek weet hoe dit was met my pa's teenwoordigheid ons kinders keier, maar my pa was baie stil, so hy sit daar maar ons kinders keier nou sien ek hierdie groot keier En ek is bewus van Vader God wat nou sit daar en ons as kinders keier. Nou dans ek sê. En ons is Johnny en ek dink, oef, ons maak om baie blij met ons Johnny gaan. Want daar is niks so lekker vir een pa om te sien kinders keier nie. Nee, Anthony, as hulle vreedsam keier, 
dis Filippa, miskien ek raak ek bewus, van ek het nou nie hierdie week so goed gedoen nie, hier nie man, ek bid elke liewe ochend, as ek draf, dan sê ek bloor al want toe beter, rarig, ek het droog gemaakt al hierdie week, Ek het hier oor my man gister droog gemaakt, hy praat oor rappie, toes ek boot met wat hy oor praat, en ek is praat voel in my hart, en ek weet het, en ek sit daar, en hier begin ek dink, ek moet eers eindelijk gaan recht maak, ek kan nie hier een party hou, en ek het hier gaan recht maak, en ek voel hoe goed daar op die troon sit, so tussen ons, en hy sê, ja nie, dit is nou goed dat jy so party hou, maar gemaakt jy is recht, en daar kom die snaakste ding in my, en ek kan het nie verstaan nie. Ek staan vir God en ek sê, ja, ek kan gaan recht maak. Ek kan vergeet gaan sê, ek is jammer. Maar weet nie, ek weet, ek gaan het morgen weer doen. Kan ek iets vir morgen vir u vraag, wat anders is as normaal weg? Want normaal weg, moet ek nie na u toekom, as ek hier recht gemaakt het nie. Ek moet eers gaan recht maak voor ek kom, maar ek gaan vanmorgen dit anders omvraag. Mag ek eers na u toekom? En net vir u vraag, help my. Help my om beter te doen. Help my om humble. Help my met my attitude. Help my met hier binnen, waar ek nie content is nie waar ek bykie maunerig is, waar ek worstel met goed. Want ek weet, ek kan na Gertog gaan, en dan kan ek na u toe kom. Maar ek wil eers na u toe kom. En vir u sê, en hier kom hierdie woord by my, want ek is nie vreselik op Godse name, wat sy name is nie, maar duidelik hoor ek, Jehova Jaira. Nou vraag Gertse self hoor, en ek kyk en het staan, God will provide. En hier kom dit na my toe, en hier is sê, my kind, wie vanmorgen stier ek jou nie om te gaan recht maak nie. Ek vraag jou, kom eers na my toe, so dat ek vir jou kan provide, wat jy nodig het om die pad te stap, so dat jy in die ochende nie hoef te bid, ach jyre, ek wil beter doen nie. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. I confirm so much what I just felt as, as we were ending. That again, even this preach about religion, we can make it our own again. It's okay, no more the better. I would have no honors to do. But I want us to just, in the, in the, in the humility of this, and in the submission of this and in the heart of what my mom just shared, I want us to turn to God now with our religion, with anything that is within us, with our inability to do the right things. I want us to just, in your own time, where's Bridget? Bridget, come! Okay. So I want you guys to just close your eyes.
And it's a different response this morning. This is a different road that we're going into. Oftentimes we feel that we need to be cleansed or we need to ask for repentance and, and things before we can come to God. But this morning, and I also feel something else. This morning I feel that we are not just coming for ourselves to the throne room. This morning I feel we're not just representing ourselves. But we are also coming and we are representing something of our brothers and our sisters this morning. I believe that we are something representing a body this morning. We are representing something of a collective this morning. And now I realize also, just look at me for one, one second more. I don't know why the Lord showed me that yesterday. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, Where two or more gather in my name, there I am with them. And I always thought that it meant that where two or three people are, the Holy Spirit comes and He's with them. But it doesn't make really sense because I often experience the Holy Spirit and Jesus in all of His might, in all of His, His power, even when I'm alone in my, in my, in my inner room. And I went to look at it and in the Old Testament there's a reference that Jesus is actually referencing something in the Old Testament where he says where two or more are gathered. And it references in the olden days when the Jews got together and there were two or three witnesses to a certain situation. Maybe there was someone that killed another person. And there was two or three witnesses that either saw and can bring testimony to either bringing judgment over that person, then God said that my judgment is with them. So God's authority and God's judgment and God's right hand almost in the olden days with the, with the Jews came when there was two or more gathered together. And God almost put his stamp on something when there was two or more gathered together. It didn't carry any any power, it didn't carry any authority if it was just two people doing a court case. But where two or three witnesses came then, it carried power in those days. And so Jesus is reflecting back to those days when he says when two or three are gathered, when there are witnesses, and when the collective, when the body is together, then there carries an authority that not only is in this room now for the people that are sitting here, but it carries an authority that will carry to us as a congregation and as a body. So I believe now that because we are two or more that is gathered here this morning, that God's authority and God's presence, Jehovah Jireh, the God that will provide, will provide not only to us that is sitting here, but will provide to us as a body. And that His authoritative power is here this morning to do something in us as a congregation, although the congregation is not even here. Does that make sense? So I believe that this time carries significance for us as a congregation, and I want you guys to believe it in your hearts. I want you guys to carry a faith now in your hearts that God is doing something beyond this now. That God is establishing something not just in your heart, but in the hearts of those that even isn't here this morning. And that God is starting a process this morning to take us out of a place of religion and putting us into a new wine scheme and pouring in new wine 
that will take us into a place of, of, of relationship with Jesus. Of Jesus in us, working in us something that we cannot do ourselves. So that we might never return to a place of Godsdienst. Not very loud, but is it up? No, yes. <laughs> I was preaching without the mic the whole time. Sorry, I just wanted to um, share something that I felt the Lord was just saying to me while I've been listening to this, and I'm really inspired by this. Speak closer to them, I'm recording for the guys, it's not joke. Just um, inspired by this, um, what Willem is saying, and um, we started off by saying he felt like the Lord was wanting to send a message about walking in new parts. And Willem, I think, did that very well. And um, I just wanted to illuminate onto that because I was just thinking about things that I've been experiencing. And when it comes to walking in new paths with Jesus through my experience, take these glasses off. Um, if you look at creation, God is a creative God. Look at the creatures, look at the plants, look at the diversity. I mean, it's amazing how different everything is, ne? But there's one common denominator, and that is the life in all of them. God created all of them. Through His Spirit, He, he created all of them. They come in different forms and shapes and sizes, and they do different things, ne? But the life is there that God gave them. And it's, I feel like the, that pictures, it, it will help us follow the word that, that, that God is giving Willem in that in order to live by following Jesus, we're going to new paths, and it might feel uncomfortable. Um, it might be going to that person we've never met and saying something we didn't know we should say, something that we don't even know what, what the reaction is going to be like, might be scary. But if the life of Jesus is in that, don't be scared, go into that. And I think that's against the spirit of religion, that, that thing. Religion is a system, it just ticks over, it's the same thing, and it's man trying to create something that reaches God. But God is, Jesus is saying, follow me. Yes. Go into a different, every different situation. I mean, look at Jesus. Sorry, I'm going to stop. Oh, I'll stop now. But this is another thing. Jesus in the New Testament, was it a, when, when he did his work, his three years, you know, when he was doing his works, was it all the same? Was they very different? Walking on water. I mean, Petrus, Petrus, Peter walking on water. I mean, the fish and the loaves. Um, Blind people, um, Blind. seeing, lame people, Even walking. the way that he healed, sometimes he used water on a guy's eyes. Mud, he, he spat in the, in the ground and made mud. And you look at that, you're like, what the? You know, that's, that's not part of the system. And I think that's a, just a picture of God has many ways that we should serve Him. And the only way that we're going to be able to serve Him well is by doing it by faith. And when we do it by faith in Jesus, then we will experience the life. And that's what we must chase after, not a system. And I think when we get that, we'll be a powerful, a powerful congregation in Krabok. Don't be afraid of doing new things here, but with the life of Jesus. Amen. Alright, now we're going to turn our heads to the Lord. And remember, I really feel that we're representing this morning more than just us in this room. I want you guys to actually get up.
And there's different ways of, of often submitting to the Lord. And this morning, we're actually going to start with the worship song, but I want to, I want to tell you guys this. At some point, yeah, no, let's just flow with it. We're going to start off with the worship song. We're just going to create, we're not going to have a half an hour, I promise you guys, 10 minutes. But I want us to create just an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to work submission in our hearts. And we're just going to submit to the Lord. And I'm just going to, we're going to worship now first. And then I'm just going to pray over us and we're going to pray with each other. And just declare this morning, Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. The God that does a work in us that we cannot do ourselves. But let's just first submit to the Lord in our hearts.